hearts betray. Especially for your sister. You have a twin sister? I have a daughter too? That is wonderful! I must tell everyone! I have a daughter, Stormtroopers! Welcome, Greasers, to Geek Salad, episode 83. The Destruction of Jared Singh. I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Jim. And we're going to be talking today all about the movies of 1983. Now, I know what you're saying. You're saying, but Andy, there was supposed to be the road movie episode. Andy, well, there was supposed to be the road movie episode. Wow. Deja vu. Wow. Deja vu. Quiet, you. But, um... It was it was Adam's idea to to do that one. He really wanted to be in on it, but um, Adam and his wife Steph have had had themselves a baby. So congratulations to the birth of uh, Danny James Gibbons. Someone somewhere somewhere in Buffalo was just being like, "There's another Gibbons boy born," ah! like a far off scream in the distance somewhere. And suddenly, trees are all around Buffalo just ignited into flames for no reason. <laughs> so we're going to be moving the road uh, road movie show to a future date. Strangely enough, also, we don't have a KKK this week either. Which is really weird. You it is. be all over 1983. Well, here's the thing. This kind of came up as a last minute yeah. like change because we didn't know what, when we were going to record. If we are going to record with Adam... Um, because Steph was, like, what, five days late? Uh, three. Three, okay. It was just one of those things. The timing just was not going to work out, but we didn't know how we were going to do it. Plus, this is episode 83, so this does kind of make sense. Dude, nice. Yeah, isn't that cool? Isn't that cool? Couldn't, um, couldn't do that if you planned it. Yeah. So, I mean, this is, this is going to pretty much follow the uh, same format as all of our other movie year review shows. So we're going to talk uh, top grossing movies, um, according to IMDb, the top movies that aren't already in that, and not some other notables. Uh, not according to Wikipedia, because let's face it, if you have to try, if you have to choose between trusting IMDb and trusting Wikipedia, I'd probably take the tacos over the mail. Tacos. Lost reference. Okay. Lost reference. Wow. Reference. All right. So anyway, let's start. Um, Actually, you know what? Let's start from the from the number ten slot of the top grossing movies of nineteen eighty three, right. coming in with a cool sixty three million. Risky business. L. Ron Hubbard is rolling in his grave. <laughs> um, you know what? I don't think I've ever actually seen this movie from start to finish. Well, here's your problem: it's unwatchable. Right. It truly, is a, the only good thing. Well, here's the funny thing: 
Tom Cruise is part of the A crowd in school. Yeah. You know who his best buddy is? Curtis Booger Armstrong. Now, someone's <laughs> supposed to tell me that Curtis Booger Armstrong was part of the A crowd. Curtis Booger Armstrong was never part of the A no, crowd. No, of course, I, I think Joe Joey Pants is in it. He plays a pimp. Walt, oh, yeah, no, yeah. Sit down. Yeah, I think he plays... Um, he plays the pimp. Yeah, Guido the pimp. Yeah, yeah. Guido the killer pimp. Right. <laughs> and, of course, Rebecca Mornay looks absolutely smoking Well, high. she does, yeah. So yeah, she does. And that's well, the part unless... that people only usually, usually only get to was the stairs scene, and yeah. that's about it. Oh, okay. Oh, the uh, subway scene. There was that. There is yeah. the subway scene, yes. Because, you know what, nothing, you know, no, nothing turns me on more than having unprotected sex with a hooker. In a moving sub New York subway car. With uh, Ned the Wino looking yeah, on. Yeah, a filthy, filthy New York subway car. That's about as erotic as riding on the T in uh, Boston. Exactly. I sat down on one of those seats with my bare ass, and somehow we got throat cancer. I don't know how the hell that happened. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and then there's the iconic scene. Roll call. Yes. The um, then there's the iconic scene of um, you know him dancing around in his shirt and underwear. To uh, old time rock and roll, a song that is when it, when played at weddings, my father-in-law usually throws his back out dancing to. That is the original White Man's Overbite anthem. It, it truly is the White Man's Overbite. Now, now, it's been replaced by You Shook Me All Night Long by ACDC. But before that, before that was discovered... Oh, Bob Seger. The poor man's Michael McDonald. Don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Damn you. Um, oh, it looks good, kill. Oh. Yeah. Again, never seen the movie all the way through. Yeah, no one has. No. Yeah. Although the, all you have to do is wait a month. It's usually a movie that rocks on VH1 Classics. <laughs> but it, 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 what's good about VH1 Classics movies that rock, yeah. it can take an hour and 20 minute movie and stretch it out for five hours. Really? With all of its commercials. It's, you know, that is the power. Dan, 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 dan. Let's cut to a commercial. <laughs> Three hours later, Three hours we're back later. to the movie. <laughs> Yeah, all right, so the next one up actually took in almost the exact same amount of money as Risky Business. Number nine, directed by Sylvester Stallone. It's staying alive. Now, save me, Sly. <laughs> I am starving and I don't have no money. <laughs> I mean, this is pretty much the only reason why we're talking about this sandwich. song. It's just the extension of, of uh, two episodes ago when we called this the bagged cereal of of uh, <laughs> of heart of Rocky of rock anthems. No, you know what it should be called? Vinny Barbarino makes it. <laughs> Vinny Barbarino tanks it. <laughs> Vinny Barbarino makes it again. No, no, no. This time with more oil. <laughs> this is staying alive. The Frank Stallone story. Exactly. 
Oh, man. Just thinking about that song again, because I was listening to our the episode where we were talking about this. I totally forgot about, like, the, the strings. Mm-hmm. Just, just to add a little class to the uh, yeah, of course, yeah. The thing again, another movie I don't think I've ever seen uh, all the way through. Uh, I gotta <laughs> say, my brother's the talent of the family. Yeah. The only thing that would make that song any more classier is if you use a harpsichord. <laughs> <laughs> and Judy Collins came in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, like, like I said before, I saw you know before I saw the clips of this the video where they're doing the Broadway thing, which by the way is the gayest thing ever running on <laughs> <Yeah>. Broadway. <laughs> Provincetown in hell. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's waxed. He's oily. He's wearing a loincloth. What are we calling this? Macho studs of the Orient. <laughs> Does that sound too much like gay porn? We'll change the title afterwards. <laughs> it's it's previewing. It's the gayest thing on Broadway. That's saying a lot. Exactly. <laughs> they bring back a Gershwin musical like every other week. <laughs> I just remember there was a lot of leotards and a lot of leg warmers, yep. including, you know, Travolta. Or <laughs> your dance belt. This, was this, this movie was released the same year as Two of a Kind as well. You know, all of this, that movie could have just been avoided if the writers of Saturday Night Fever just had him fall off the Brooklyn Bridge instead of the kid with the Jew fro. But <laughs> exactly. no, no, we get this crap bag. Come on, I'll take your place. <laughs> but on the flip side... With the Jufro, he has more chance of surviving because I think it's just going to cushion the fall. Exactly. Well, that's the thing. No one knows if that guy actually lived. Right, yeah. exactly. You just see him floating. You just see the fro floating in the... That poor dude looked like somebody from Miss Peach. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, so, next up, uh, number eight with $64 million, just edging out the other two here, Mr. Mom. Funny movie. This is a is very a funny, funny movie. movie. This was my our introduction to uh, the first Batman you Michael fed your Keaton. kid Mexican food? <laughs> yeah, no, they fed the baby chili. Are you insane? Next. I have a half a pound of uh, ham. Boiled, baked, smoked, salt cured, sugar cured, prosciutto, or Westphalian. All right, forget it. Tell you what, just give me, uh, give me a half pound of salami. Italian, kosher, hard pork, beef, cotto, or what? Uh, just get bologna, mister. I'll tell you what, just give me... Give me a quarter pound of cheese. American blue cream cottage gouda edam provolone romano Swiss. You have your entire cheddar family. Can you run the uh, hams back one more time? Just, I just want to. Oh God! It is. I mean, I haven't seen this in a while, but I do remember. You know what? Like about four or five years ago, it was like one of those. There's it's mid middle of summer, nothing on TV. We don't have anything good from Netflix. We went on demand on like Comcast on demand, and there it was, was Mr. It, Mom. Was it free? Yes, it was. It was one of the free movies. Are you kidding me? I'd hate those assholes enough. Um, and it, it's just, well, I mean, Martin Mull looks young, Terry Gar looks young, and Jillian looks young, and she was still like 70 years old at the time. Michael Keaton looks old. Actually. Yeah, that's true. True. Keaton never looks young, though. He's always old. You know what, though? This isn't the first movie I saw Michael Keaton in because we had seen uh, Night Shift that, that very summer. Oh, it wow. showed up on HBO. <laughs> and Jim and I were like, hey, there's a movie with boobs in it and Fonzie. Let's watch. <laughs> and so we did. Yep. 
And, and every day I'd run it, I'd be running down the hall screaming, Love Broken! <laughs> having no idea what that meant. <laughs> you can't get that time back in. No, nope. nope, not at all. <laughs> but I, I enjoy Mr. Mom. I remember seeing this one in the theater. Yeah. It was a, it's a fine little it's comedy. A, it's a, it's a, it's, I sound like Mike. Yeah. Um, it's a family movie. It, it is. is. It's, a, it's, a, it's good. There's not a lot of swearing or smut or anything like that. It's, right. It's fun. I think I saw this one back on... WLVI 56. Oh, so you, yeah, you, so you didn't get any of the cursing then. No, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, you would have been a real youngin' when that came out. Yeah. 83, yeah. No, you would have been I five. Was, I was five. Yeah. yeah. I remember this was like one of those things when my mom would, ha- would, would have weekends away with her friends, and my Aunt Meg used to t- like spoil us rotten. It was like, okay, we're going for ice cream, then going to the movies. We want to see, I want to see Mr. Mom. Now it's PG. I guess that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh... Of course, that was back before uh, PG. The, the year before PG thirteen. So there's going to be some movies in here that could have very well been PG thirteen had it existed at the time, yeah. and some that would just have remained a hard R. Actually, uh, I read an interesting fact: this year had more movies rated R than any other year, before or after. Even yeah. with the abundance of horrible PG thirteen horror films. Well, those are no, those, 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 those yeah, we're talking R-rated movies. Such, there was such an abundance of those. I'm surprised that this would be the year that it actually happened. You, you know what, though? It makes sense. I mean, let, let's go down this list a little bit here. Um, was Star mm-hmm. Trek rated R? Star Trek? Hmm. No, Star Trek came out the year before. No. Oh, you're saying 1983? Three, yeah. yeah. Oh, all right. I thought you meant this year. No, well, but there's been more rated R movies in 1983 than, ever, than any other year since and before. Well, if you go down this, if you go down, you go this, down list, this list right now, yeah, Jedi, I mean, PG, Terms of Endearment, R, Flashdance, no, R. actually, uh, Terms of Endearment, PG, Wrong, R, Flashdance, R, Trading Places, R, War Games, bad. Oh, I'm ruining this. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, let's move on to number seven, which was an R-rated movie, sixty-seven million dollars. Sudden Impact. Go ahead. What always make stood, his day. What always stood out to me about Dirty Harry was he would shimmy down center of the road with a gigantic hand cannon. <laughs> I mean, and he would take him four hours to get it out of his, his holster. He would aim it. Now, there would be automatic weapons shooting all over the place, and he would just go, kabang, 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 <laughs> and five shots killed 12 people. One-handed, by the way. One-handed. Well, that, that was my bigger problem with uh, Mission Impossible 2. Um, he, uh, you know, Tom Cruise's character has a, has a single handgun, Two guys are shooting semi-automatic Uzis at him. He does a jump, flip in the air, shoots two bullets, kills them both, and they, and they completely miss him. Really? It's not as bad as Rambo. No, yeah, no. The no. Bow and arrow. <laughs> <laughs> a hind helicopter shooting at him. <laughs> they manages to shoot that just right enough to get it stuck in the rotors. Yeah, he shoots crash the helicopter. He shoots it up Ivan's nostril, just the exact spot where it had to be, and he blows up. And <laughs> well, that's what happens to everybody in a Rambo movie. If he doesn't kill you with his bow and arrow, where he shoots you with it, then you blow up. Right. He'll sneak up behind you, slit your throat, and then you blow up. I don't know how that happens. Um, actually, Crack dot com had a list this week of like the most badass uh, things in uh, action movies that are actually terrible ideas, and one of them is the hand cannon. Because I mean, first of all, no one can shoot that thing one handed, especially a. No, well, what was, what was Clint at this time? A spry sixty years old. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's built like a broomstick. I think. I mean, if it was realistic, it'd he would tear his arm off. It'd have been blown through a plate glass window. But they said that not only is it loud, the recoil is awful. Yeah. And it 
you, you can't aim it because it's so heavy. Mm. You need two hands, and you really still can't aim it all that well. Especially not if you have it full of ammo. And then, you know, trying to shoot two guns at once doesn't work either. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Jim's wife is trying to unplug her phone, and, and uh, she made a, a face. I don't know if it's just our, our, our trying to figure out why uh, Plinius would hand and blow off during a sudden impact. I think we'll probably edit this out. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Or not. It's good radio. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't remember if I've actually ever seen Sudden Impact. I've seen Dirty Harry. I saw Dirty Harry, and that was the only one. I've seen The Enforcer. I never saw The Enforcer. never saw The Deadpool. You're okay. Yeah, I'm sure I am. Was this la- the last one? No, the Deadpool, Deadpool was the last one. That was when he was like 90, right? Yeah, well, yeah. I think uh, it was, was the one where now. where one of the major villains was like a little remote control car with a bomb on it. Nice. And, yeah. And Guns N' Roses was in it. That was the big Oh, one. yeah. Guns N' Roses was in it. And Jim Carrey made an appearance for like all five seconds. Who was he, a, a junkie? Yes, he was. Of course he was. <laughs> <laughs> this was this was pre-Living Color. It just was pre-Living Color. Um, all right, number six, uh, $67 million, Octopushy. Octopushy we talked. We did talk about this one already, yeah. but what's there to say? The movie is called Octopussy. They still don't get the double in time. They, they couldn't even come up with a song that was titled yeah. Octopussy. Oh, 007, I'm just tired of coming up with interesting titles for your movies. Screw it. We're just going to be vulgar. <laughs> That is. I don't know exactly what it means, but something about eight of something. I'll just let you figure it out. Now wipe the clown makeup off, 007. You're embarrassing yourself. We have a problem. We need to... We're being robbed by a bunch of hot acrobats (laughs) with pole vaulting and stuff. (laughs) There's one thing with one one woman like pole vaults. She has a giant pole and she shimmies up the pole. And then she, you know, has plenty of time to catch the guard again with automatic weapons. Of course, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it, these aren't Bond. These aren't Bond characters. They're Steve Ditko's sp- early Spider-Man characters. We're part of the circus of crime. Um, yeah. And right. of course, the great Indian stereotypes. Oh, that's great too, because I believe that he actually hanged half of them with their turbans. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's Louis Jordan. And you know, he on playing the flute to bring the uh, the. Um, Snake. Rope, oh, yeah. Rise up and he climbs up the rope, which is realistic. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. But they said, though, that the, what killed the, what essentially was what put the nail in the James Bond coffin, having Bond show up in clown makeup to defuse a, bond, a <laughs> <Yeah>. bomb. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, this, with, a, with a martini in his hand. What a <laughs> sticky wicket this is. I've got clown makeup on. There's, bond was dressed I, I can't figure out if I cut the red or the, the black wire. Oh, look at the lady. Yeah, Bond was dressed as a clown and nobody shot him. It's not realistic. I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. Come on. <laughs> what kind of French circus is this? There should be a clown. You know, there should be a clown assassin there. Too bad it wasn't Cirque du Soleil. That'll raise hijinks. Three clowns jerking off on a ghost. <laughs> All right, let's let's move on. Number five, seventy-nine million dollars. War games. Our introduction to Matthew Broderick. Uh, no, actually. I, I know, we know. He was in the movie um, yeah. Max Matthew Duggan Duggan Returns. Max Duggan Returns, yes. Yes, but I remember him from War Games because everybody knows that you could you could take over a NORAD security system with a 64K hard drive from a Commodore computer and a dial-up modem. 
Do you want to play a game? No. <laughs> Games are terrible. Yeah. Was this before or after... Um, uh, uh, the, the big one that he was in... Um, Kurt Buller? Yeah, no, that was three years after this. Okay. Yeah, no, this was his big leading break here. Where, again, he broke into NORAD using a computer that I think had original wood components on it. You know who's in it, though? One of my favorite early 80s actors. I don't know his name, but he's a fat, swarthy guy who usually either plays a general or a sheriff. Okay. He plays a general in this. Oh, all right. I was going to say, Dabney Coleman's in it. Dabney Coleman was all over movies in the 80s. Dabney Coleman was in it. <laughs> Couldn't swing a dead cat and not hit Dabney <laughs> Coleman. <laughs> exactly. That, George Gaines was in it. That guy's mustache was more powerful than uh, than five John Oates's combined. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Wait a minute. Come on now. Don't, don't diss the Oates. Yeah. Is Dabney Coleman still with us? He is, actually. He, he did... Um, because John Oates' mustache is not. He did two seasons of uh, Boardwalk Empire. Very good show. He was in 9 to 5, too, wasn't he? Yes, he was. He was Mr... I almost yeah. want to say Mr. Mooney, but that's not right. <laughs> Mr. Hart? Do, 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 do. <laughs> Here are my boobs, and they're really, really enormous. <laughs> Go ahead, make a joke, because you're in the sixth grade. <laughs> And let's pretend that Lily Tomlin's attractive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no, there's no amount of disrespect. Jane Fonda smoking about. marijuana. Boy, what a shock. <laughs> Boy, what a shock. It's called suspension of disbelief. And... <laughs> there's not enough suspension of disbelief to make um, right. Lily Tomlin attractive. Yeah, no. What I do, what I do, also enjoy about war games. He was able to the the the, the one school in all of America that could afford a computer. And he had direct access to it, yeah. again, through a modem that required him to dial a phone number and put the handset on top of something. Let's, let's, not, let's not make a mistake, though. The security system of this high school yeah. wasn't exactly crack either. I believe that the password was like hamburger or something like Pencil! Oh, it was pencil, yes. Well, because it was written down somewhere. It was written. No, they just used whatever they write it down in. <laughs> I think his computer Ink. actually had punch cards. Blood. <laughs> oh, that would be hilarious if you. It, hey, let me show you my new computer. It's like a warehouse filled of real to real. <laughs> if we wait five hours, we might be able to play pong. We were talking about that at work the other day. The old Commodore system. Like, if you wanted to play a game, they came on these cassette tapes. Yeah. Like literally a cassette tape. And you put it in, and it would work, it'd spin really fast and work its magic. And then you still had to wait like thirty, you know, three hours for it to finally load up. It was cutting edge back then. It, it was. After a while, the uh, tape would snap, and you'd have to get a new game. <laughs> you want to buy a Coleco? Hey, nothing better than a Coleco. <laughs> How many do you want to buy? Can I put you down for a lot? Please say a lot. I need this sale. I need this one. I'm living off of a hot plate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on now to number four, $90 million. Trading places. Tell how you beat on a cop. Wasn't no cop, man. It was cops. Plural. Nine, ten cops. Beat the shit out of ten cops and had to change my whole strategy around. Yo, when they brought you in here and booked you, you was crying like a pussy. Yeah. That's because it's when the cops fell, he threw tear gas in my face. And that's the kind of shit they use on crowds, man. I still walk in here like a man, so get out of my face, all right? I mean, you, you beating up on a man? You putting a man in the hospital? How come I don't see no marks on you? Yeah. Because I'm a karate man, all right? Karate man bruise on the inside. They don't show their weaknesses. But you don't know that because you're a big Barry White-looking motherfucker. Now get off my back, all right? 
wish my bitches hurry up and get here. I ain't got no time to be sitting inside this cell with you. Where is your bitches, Mr. Big Time Pimp? Yeah. Um, would you be, and I don't know your feelings on Eddie Murphy. I think he was funny back in the 80s. Okay. Well, you're I, I grew up with Jim. Jim, do you think this is Eddie Murphy's best movie? Um, no. No. What is his best movie, then? Uh, probably Coming to America. Yeah, that's what I would say. Okay. Well, Coming to America or Beverly Hills. No, no, I'm sorry. 48 Hours is his best movie. 48 Hours is his okay. best movie. Absolutely. Right. I, haven't, I haven't seen that movie in forever. Oh, God. It has some of the best racist lines you've ever <laughs> going to hear. Oh, my God. Nick Nolte at one point calls him a charcoal-colored loser. Can you imagine? He'd say that and immediately Al Sharpton would come out. He'd Mission Impossible him from the roof and hit him with a club. Now all I have to do is I have to just grab this can of shish because he can't pronounce anything. And I just wave it in front of his face. Well, let's face it. Nick Nolte never really took off from there. I don't know. He's he's been in a lot. He was in Cannery Row. He was nominated for three Academy Awards after this. Have you been drinking? No, I'm not. Yeah, there you go. Um, This is a hilarious movie, though. Oh my god, this is a great movie. It's like the last time Dan Aykroyd was funny, where it didn't involve him having to work against Bill Murray and Ghosts. You see, that's a fallacy. Dan Aykroyd has never in his (laughs) life been funny ever. Schindler's List is funnier than Dan Aykroyd. (laughs) No, Uh-oh. you're trying. You're trying. I know. Yeah, I know. I know. Having a hard time. Think. Uh, how many? How many great legends? Actually, I'm sorry. He had one brilliant comic performance in We Are the World. Oh, that's in right. USA for Africa, he was hysterical. <laughs> Superstar, you know. Well, at the time, you know, Peebo Bryson and Peaches and Herb and Michael Jackson and Kim Carnes, Kim Carnes, and, and Hall and Oates and Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> well, don't worry about it because when they did it a couple of years ago, they stuffed Vince Vaughn in there. <laughs> exactly, Vaughn Bentley, who, who at that point was as fat as Dan Aykroyd had gotten at that time. Oh God. Yeah. Well, he was a blues brother. Yeah, not a good one. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. Dan Aykroyd was pretty hilarious in Driving Miss Daisy. You know that's wrong. It was not funny. <laughs> Nobody was funny in that movie. And they said the word piggly, piggly wiggly a lot. <laughs> no, Jessica Tandy was funny because, again, she was racist. <laughs> yeah. Are we off topic? Are we we kind of are, but one last thing about Driving Miss Daisy, Morgan Freeman, Magical Negro. Let's continue. <laughs> um, oh, Eddie Murphy was just so good in this, especially, like, when he was playing, he was trying to you know pass himself off as a homeless vet. They just pick him up. I can walk. That's a miracle. And then the nice little callback in called uh, coming to America. That's right. That it's, was it's the same director. It's the same director, but they had the whole thing with the uh, we're back. Yeah. the two old men. Yeah, their traditional bet of wager of a dollar to ruin someone's life. <laughs> All right. It was okay because it was Dan Aykroyd, and nobody likes Dan Aykroyd. (laughs) All right, moving on. Number three, $94 million. Flashdance. What a feeling. Can't get through it. Can't get through it. We, oh, we had episode one. Autumn and I had just watched it. What a steaming pile of dog shit this movie was. I, I just think it's the funniest thing in the world because they tried to pass someone off as... As um, her dancing. And it looks nothing. Oh, yeah, the wig. (laughs) The wig that doesn't... You know, normally, if you build up any type of of energy, you know, your 
you're dancing, you're dancing, you're gonna sweat, including your scalp. Yeah. Not this one. Not, no, yeah. no, exactly. Here's what we're gonna do, honey. Okay, Jennifer Beale, she's easy to look at. She looks good in a one elbow, in a one shoulder revealing sweatshirt that's ripped. She can't dance. So what we're going to do is we're going to get a Russian ballet dance, and we're going to stuff a wig that looks like Roseanne, Rosanna, Dana on her. We're going to have her do flips. No one will be the wiser. Um, but, but, Director, they don't look anything like, shut up, you. <laughs> get out of here. Don't you know who I am? I'm Adrian Lynn. Who? Oh, and this, is, this actually brought upon the, uh, the scourge of Giorgio Moroder, who has got some of the weakest, like, synth-based scores of all time. He was really. He did a really good one. He did um, Midnight Express, but then he did like he did Top Gun. I was gonna say, I think he did Top. Gun. He did the score to Top Gun. It <laughs> <laughs> actually loves Top Gun. Flashdance, what a feeling! Went on to win Best Song for Irene Cara. But but look, let's not talk because yeah. the soundtrack's actually good. Yeah. It's not bad. I mean, because I can you have name two songs on it. And Michael Cimbello. Michael Cimbello. Yeah. It's a pretty Irene good soundtrack, yeah. you know. Yeah. He's just a steel town girl <laughs> on a Saturday night. I'm a hairy dude wearing a wife beater. <laughs> I try to sound like Michael McDonald. I fail. <laughs> I'm using a keytar. <laughs> and then the, the the male lead, Michael Norrie. Here's uh, one of those guys that showed up and directed video throughout the 90s. <laughs> and I was in Flashdance. I was in Let Them Die Slowly. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, Michael Norrie, or as I like to, I like to call him, Forget Me Not. No, because yeah. we do forget him. Oh, yeah. Oh. No. Yeah. 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 All right. <laughs> Next. Moving on. Number two. That year's best picture winner. $108 million. Terms of Endearment. What a happy, happy. Oh, film. my I God. I have never seen this movie because I'm not a woman and I'm not gay. Excuse me. It is after 10. Give my daughter the pain shot, please. Mrs. Greenway, I was going to. Oh, good. Go ahead. In just a few minutes. Well, please. It's, it's after 10. It's after 10. I don't see why she has to have this pain. Ma'am, it's not my patient. It's time for her shot. You understand? Do something. All she has to do is hold on until 10. And it's past 10. She's in pain. My daughter is in pain. Give her the shot. You understand? You're going to behave. Give my daughter the shot. And I'm not married. Well, Jack Nicholson was actually quite delightful in this movie, playing Jack Nicholson, like he does in every movie. I play Jack Nicholson in every movie I'm in. Every movie. Every single damn fucking movie that I'm in. Give me an axe and I'm happy. Oh, God. I re- this was the... F- we won- you need a great pop of Smurf in the new Smurf. <laughs> hey, Smurf head. Let me just tell you something right now. Um, this Neil Patrick Harris fella... I think he's got to die. <laughs> um, I bet the ladies love him. <laughs> the uh, Terms of Endearment was the first movie we ever like played on the VCR that we just purchased. Because my mom was like, well, we're not renting anything. Go to the library, pick something out. Oh, this is the newest thing they have. <laughs> Back in the day when they had like eight video cassettes that you could, you could borrow at the library for two days. So you want to see Terminator? Okay, we'll put you down. We'll see you in 17 months. <laughs> You know what the first movie we saw on our first VCR? Uh, Edward Penis Hands. No, it's, Forrest Hump. It's the number seven movie on Wikipedia's Jaws 3D. Ugh. 
I saw that when I was like six years old. Oh, God. Wow, did it scare the shit out of me. Louis Gossett Jr. should be dragged out in chains for putting us through that. Oh, don't forget the guy in Manimal was in it, too. Oh, oh Simon McCorkendale? <laughs> but here's what I like about... Uh, let me just put on... The shark... The shark, the smart shark, mind you. Yep. Yeah. Well, breaks through aquatic control. That's what I'm going to call it. I don't know yeah. what else to call it. And, and attacks somebody, including he eats Lewis Gossett Jr.'s useless nephew. Mm-hmm. Okay, he eats him, and yet nobody awards him a medal. No one cares about him. Lewis Gossett <laughs> Jr. didn't care about him to begin with. That'd be no. hilarious if someone pinned a medal on the shark. <laughs> he eats his nephew. Later on, he eats Manimal. At the end of the movie, I'm sorry, this is a spoiler, they hook, they take like a fireplace poker, who knows yeah. how they got that in <laughs> SeaWorld, and they oh, yeah. open it up. Now, the guy falls down, he's still in the shark's mouth. With the, oh, yeah, where, was the, where, was the, where was the nephew? He's been, in the guy's, he's been in the shark's mouth for what, like half an hour? Yeah. Two hours? Uh... You see his face, too, it's like a, rubber Madame, a horrible Madame Tussauds version of <laughs> Right. It's being sucked on like a Jolly Rancher. <laughs> oh, boy. <Like> dip. <laughs> Just tucked into the side of, of Jaws's, side of Jaws's uh, mouth. Animal, yeah. cutting your teeth, not in your throat. <laughs> All right, and then the number one movie, this kind of goes without saying, $309 million, Star Wars Episode Six: Return of the Jedi. Didn't yeah. do well. Not Didn't at all. Didn't do well at all. Uh, okay, I'm only going to ask this once. Are there any exhaust ports that go directly to the main reactor on this new Death Star? Because that was a huge error last time, and I do not want it blown up again by some lucky torpedo. Um, no, sir. No exhaust ports this time. Completely new design. Excellent. Yes, this time there is an even larger opening. So large, an entire ship can fit through. Excellent. Um... We actually are going to talk at a future episode. We're going to revisit Star Wars because, again, this is the 30th anniversary of Jedi. Not, let's not forget that they are coming out with a new movie. That's true. In two years. Doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It will be awesome. Um. But quick thoughts on Jedi, James. What, what, what could I possibly say? They shouldn't have had teddy bears in it. Yeah. They shouldn't have been an indigenous form of teddy bear. I don't understand that after after be- defeating the rebels at Hoth, apparently the way that they're going to celebrate was windexing the shit out of everything on the uh, on the Death Star. Well, here's one thing they they made a mistake with too, and I'm, and I'm about to sound like Cicerone. Yeah. When they did when they remade the DVDs, they added in celebration scenes like oh yeah, Naboo and Tatooine, which is an accurate. Like that was that was yeah, but that was in Hut space, so right. they wouldn't have cared anyways. Then they go to Coruscant, and they're saying, yeah, yeah, the Emperor is dead. That was still on, under Empire control. Yeah. They've all been killed. Yes. That's all I have to say. All right. Mike? Um, it was my favorite movie, my favorite one of the trilogy when I was growing up. Because, I was, again, I was five at the time. How many men your mother had a thing about that? In, in terms of the relativity of when you were born, whether you, like whether you liked them. Return of the Jedi or not. No, it wasn't that. It was oh, Ewoks. Oh, yeah. And he got upset because his girlfriend liked Ewoks, so he thought she was old. <laughs> no, she hated Ewoks. I don't remember. Oh, something like that. Yeah. No, no. She loved the Ewoks. He hated the Ewoks because of the age divide. Right. All right. Um, who wants to take some of these other top movies that IMDb had posted uh, that we didn't mention already? These are based more, I think, on, um, on like site reviews versus anything else. Well, I mean, there's The Outsiders. 
Okay, an HBO classic. Get in with those socials. Johnny. We'll do it for Johnny. Uh, oh yeah, it was. I don't. I, I don't think it's well in the theater. No, God no. no. I mean, talk about a who's who uh, of up and coming guys. Yeah, well, Tom, seriously, yeah, Tom, Tom Cruise, Emilio Estevez, C. Thomas Howell, my personal favorite, um, <laughs> Patrick Swayze, um, Ralph Macchio, Ralph Macchio, Matt Dillon. No. Well, he wasn't an up-and-comer, though. Was no. Judge Reinhold in this movie? Probably at some point. Yeah. <laughs> was Billy Zabka one of the one of the, uh, the the privileged rich kids in it? I would think so. Yeah. I think there was some sort of martial law that required that back <laughs> okay. in the 80s. Yeah, I just... Someone had just played these... Um, someone had played this audition that a guy had gone to get a show on Broadway. He was he was auditioning a dramatic piece, and he was he was actually using lines from The Outsiders to do it with. Did he get the part? Uh, no, because he was awful. Oh. Um, Ooh, Leif Garrett was in there. Was he? Leif Garrett was in He got stabbed. Yeah. Oh. Who else you got on there? Diane Lane. Matt oh, Dillon, okay. Lane, Patrick Swayze, Matt Machia, Rob Lowe, Tom Cruise. Yeah. The rest of us, Leif Garrett. All I know is that there was someone there named Soda Pop. <laughs> Yes, uh, Soda Pop was uh, Rob Lowe. Oh, okay. By Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah. During the vineyard years. <laughs> All right, Mike, you want to take the next one? Give me a list or do you need mine? Uh, I've got a big old, I've got a list of every single movie released that year. All what right. What was The Star Chamber? I don't remember that. I'll go no, into okay, that one. Okay, I'll go with that one. All right. Scarface. Yep, in my opinion, one of the most overrated movies of the 80s. Yeah, I agree. you got a Robert Loggia who looks like a Cheetah with eyes in it. <laughs> F. Murray Abraham get, he dies a pleasant death. <laughs> yeah, he he dies in natural old age. <laughs> he gets thrown out of a helicopter. I just, oh, God. This movie really, I think, in, reintroduced us to crazy scene chewing Al Pacino. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You know why? You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. So? What'll I make you? Good? You're not good. You just know how to hide. How to lie. Me, I don't have that problem. Me, I always tell the truth. Even when I lie. So say goodnight to the bad guy. Come on. Not the Al Pacino that won our hearts, The Godfather, The Godfather Part Two, and a whole bunch of stuff in the 70s. I think it was the introduction of the Spanish vernacular, Mang. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, Mang. Do you, I mean, oh. And of course, it's Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, yeah, she looks good. Yep. 
Naturally, she looks like a plucked chicken, but then again, so does Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, she's supposed to be Spanish. Exactly. Tony! Yeah, there's so many people in that movie who weren't Spanish. Al yeah. Pacino's not Spanish. Robert Lucian? Robert Lucian's not Spanish. Even Bauer isn't. F. Murray Abraham certainly isn't. <laughs> when I just see the name Master, Anto- Master Antonio, I just think, you know, Spanish. Oh. Gotta be. Oh, yeah. Totally. Totally. Um, not Italian. No. Yeah, God. But this movie... You go to you go to Spencer's Gifts. You go to like any place that does black velvet paintings, and there he is. Yep, yep. <laughs> the epitome of gangster. Not not the kind of gangsters that we grew up with. Not you know the Corleones. You know not you know not Goodfellas. Nothing like that. No, 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 no. In fact, nothing is a bigger chick magnet than having a gigantic you know. 12 by 17 poster of Al Pacino lounging in a uh, in a hot tub. See, I think Andy disliked the movie. It's an okay movie. It's 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 I'm like it's not a classic. It's not. It's okay. It's fairly well done, but see, Andy doesn't like it. And one of the reasons why is because he because of most of the fans or the types of people who actually do like Scarface. There's a certain type of person. Oh, yeah, I don't think that having it doesn't I don't think it has anything to do with why I don't like the movie, but I mean, I don't like because it it's, well, first of all, it's three and a half hours long. It's really poorly shot. The soundtrack is, is all done on, like, a Casio keyboard that someone bought at Target for, like, 30 bucks. What I like about it the is... Music, oh, well, the musical interlude in the middle. <laughs> I like the fact, though, that no one thought, hey, look at that big mansion on the hill with all these hot women. we never seen the owner. Maybe we shouldn't go check it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what I like the best about it is that they made Mountains a video game of cocaine sequel. in the house. No. Oh, What's that? I made a video game sequel. I remember that. Where <laughs> every single bullet missed out a vital organ. He's not dead. He's only mostly dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They bring him back, and then he's he's got to start the bottom again. Oh, yeah. And then the, 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 the beauty of that There's was... a Scarface video game. Yes, yes and is. it's a direct continuation of the movie. He's supposed to be alive. Yeah, he yep. survived. Okay. I can't believe that fucking shot me, those fucking fucks. Um, but, like, the, your your energy level is... You know, the more people you kill, you get balls. Balls. Like, literally, like, balls. Like, your, te- your testosterone goes up, and then you're, like, oh, flying the blind rages. These little, these little computer graphic testicles at the bottom <laughs> of the screen. Oh, boy. My scrote level is at eight right now. How many dudes with flat-brimmed Yankee hats and wife beaters or greasy mustaches are playing that game just right now? Oh. It's a flat-brimmed Yankees hat, Jim, where the NY covers more than the hat itself. Yep, yep. <laughs> and it's not the right color. Yeah. So it's red <laughs> with stripes. <laughs> Sorry, polka dots. We can't um, even go to a Lids anymore. And just get a regular old hat. It's got to be no, those flat ghetto hats. Yep. Nope. All right. So I'll take the Star Chamber because uh, this was a, a Michael Douglas movie where he um, admits freely to, the, to to a grateful nation that he got throat cancer from uh, d- delivering oral sex to his wife. Oh, I'm sorry. Was that out loud? Um, Wait. He he just came out and denied denied that. Of course he did. Because here's the thing. Let's face it, gentlemen. Your wife asks you to do stuff that you don't like to do. Well, we all, you know, hey, can you do this? Eh, whatever. But I don't say, well, you know, I, I, you know, I was cleaning the cat box and I get cancer. To be fair, if Catherine Zeta-Jones asked me to go down her, I would. Well, not anymore you won't no, because no, no, apparently no. she's got HPV. No! <laughs> no, 
no, not now. But back in back in, back in the day. That was like the that was like the bigger gift. It's like Can I tell you. Let me dodge a bullet when here. I first heard those two were dating. <laughs> I mean, it was, and it, apparently he just walked up and said, I want to have you, I want you to have my children. She's like, oh! Like, <laughs> Michael Douglas is not a good-looking man. No! No, he's not Kirk. <laughs> well, he's not anymore. No, yeah. But but, you see them walking together, and it's like, it's it's a wizened old man. It's like Hume Cronin and his real hot daughter. Exactly. <laughs> what are you thinking, woman? Oh, Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think the whole thing was, I mean, he stands a very good chance of winning an Emmy and a Golden Globe for playing Liberace. He had to do something to dodge that bullet. That's yeah. an HBO movie. Yeah, it is. Oh, are you going to see it? Uh, probably not. You're going to see it. I'm well, not going to see it because I don't have HBO. Matt Damon is rather shiny in that movie. Huh? And apparently Rob Lowe was fantastic. Like, the best thing in that movie, according to Patton Oswalt. Oh. Yeah, so... Yeah. Um, yeah, so anyway, the Star Chamber is about a uh, idealistic judge who is tired of watching people slip through the cracks of justice. So, so then a wizened, old, a wizened old Hal Holbrook invites him into the Star Chamber, where what they do is they find the, the, these scumbags who escape justice, and they deliver their own personal type of justice. And then he finds out that they're all corrupt, and then kills a whole bunch of them. So it's kind of like Dirty Harry, but not as skillfully done. Kind of. Or interesting. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jim, you want to take the next one? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, and I, you know, honestly, I have really nothing pithy to say about it because I look forward to this movie every single year at Christmas time. A Christmas story. Yeah. I love this. I, and you know what? It's fun. The first time you see it, it's pretty funny, but now it's it's more of a nostalgia piece. And it's, it's, no, it's still fun. I think this, I mean, it. I'm at the point now. I've seen it so many times. I don't think too many. I don't think that it gets better with viewings. It certainly doesn't get any worse with with as many viewings as I've seen. No, no, it's just it's just kind of. It's a fun movie, you know. It's after you're done wrapping presents and stuff. No, exactly. It's nice to sit down and and watch. I mean, my favorite thing is just the the old TNT. Yeah, oh yeah, TNT for 24 24 hours. hours. Yep. I know somebody who watches all 24 hours. I like cats. But you just, you watch it now, you know, being adults, watching it now, and just, just knowing how much that old man wanted to fuck that lamp. <laughs> the snap of a few sparks, a quick whiff of ozone, and the lamp blazed forth in unparalleled glory. Oh, look at that. When you look at that, isn't that glorious? It's, 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 it's indescribably beautiful. It reminds me of the 4th of July. It, Turn off all the lights. I want to see what it looks like in the street. I'll get to Danny. Come and talk this over. He did. <laughs> I'm sure he did. Dad, it! I just like the fact that Dabney, no, who was it? It was uh, Darren uh, McGavin. Like 74 and Melinda Dillon's 30. <laughs> Actually, I don't think she was that. She, I think she was in her mid-40s at that point. What? Yeah, they were both rather old for... Having two really young children. All I know is Scott Fargus was in Andy's favorite show, Titus. <laughs> and he Grover went, Dill never did much. No. <laughs> and Scar- and uh, the guy who played Scott Fargus is actually younger than pretty much everyone else in the cast. I think so, yeah. He was, he was just tall. Scott Fargus was younger than everybody in the cast. He was yeah. just taller and looked older. Is yeah. it Fargus or Fargus? Fargus. 
But it's Scott, not not Scott. I always thought it was Scott until I, you know, Scott Farkas. No, until I read the book. There's a book. Gene Shepard wrote a book. Oh, that's right. He wrote a couple other ones too. It's like, yeah. we're going fishing with Dad. <laughs> it's um, and don't go- you trust all others pay cash. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a fine movie. We've we've talked about. This on subsequent. I think it's a must watch every year. Yeah. Oh, it's 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 it definitely in the rotation. I don't like the fact that it's just on Christmas Eve though. I would like to see it. Buy it on DVD, James. No, it's not the same. I like to wait for it on TV and I yeah? like an ad. You you like having the I ads? I like Cadbury ads. Okay. The peppermint Patty ads. That's that that's Christmas. And Coca Cola ads. And Coca Cola. The Coles ads where the crazy where uh, Maria Bamford plays the crazy <laughs> lady trying to get into uh do her shopping at five in the morning. <laughs> I'm gonna get in this year. <laughs> Um, great movie. It's a fantastic movie, and yeah, all right. One of my favorites. Um, we did skip one though. Number six on the on the ranking: National Lampoon's Vacation. I don't want to be in the car anymore. I want to go home. I don't want to go to Wally World, Clark. Under the circumstances, I wouldn't mind if we just went home. In retrospect, it seems like a pretty bad idea driving out. It's been one disaster after another. Yeah, it's been a real drag, Dad. Maybe we can try it some other time. Wally World's overrated anyway. What do you think? I think you're all fucked in the head. We're ten hours from the fucking fun park and you want to bail out. Well, I'll tell you something. This is no longer a vacation. It's a quest. It's a quest for fun. I'm going to have fun and you're going to have fun. We're all going to have so much fucking fun we'll need plastic surgery to remove our goddamn smiles. You'll be whistling symphony doodah out of your assholes. <laughs> I gotta be crazy. I'm on a pilgrimage to see a moose. Praise Marty Moose! Holy shit! Dad, you wanna ask for something? Don't touch! Sorry, kids. The park's closed. This is great. It is... There, there are very few instances where you can say Chevy Chase was funny. This is one of the few. This, this is, one, is one of the few. He's funny by accident. Yeah, yeah he is. He's, he's surrounded by much better, funnier people. Randy Quaid. I, I liked I liked Cousin Eddie more in this because he was filthy. He was a filthy, filthy hillbilly who was probably sleeping with his daughter. His best line was on Christmas Vacation, though. Which one's that? Because he has a metal plate. And his oh, yeah. The microwave goes off. He pisses his pants and forgets <laughs> his name for a half an hour. <laughs> Now, do you know who played the uh, the daughter, uh, cousin, uh, cousin Eddie's daughter? Oh, in that? oh, oh, oh! The person who played Valona Wood in Good Times. Oh, <laughs> let me look this up. Yes, you can find it. it. Angelina Jolie. Nope. Angelina Jolie. Nope. Angelina Jolie. <laughs> yeah. Here. All right, you get five, four, three. Okay, here we go. Right. Um, no. Shane Krakowski. That's it. What? Jane Krakowski played the, uh... Yeah, but Daddy says I'm the best. Yeah. I French kiss. Big deal. Daddy says I'm the best. Uh, <laughs> oh, that was great. Oh, God. That, that's the, the best thing, I movie. Well, the thing with the dog. Uh, they drove off and left the dog tied to the bumper. And the grandmother croaks. Oh, yeah, they believe her up on the roof. That's a that's a fine movie. The dog peed on this basket. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And the grandma just keeps eating. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, and this was the this was the R rated vacation. Everything else started going down to PG thirteen. Actually, another good 
in, in European vacations when the girl holds up the sausage and says, I miss Jack. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Played by Tim Billy Zabka. Tim Sullivan doesn't remember anything except that one scene. <laughs> Yeah, I think the only the only movie I've ever thought that uh, Chevy Chase was actually funny and not accidentally funny is on Caddy Shack. Yeah. Yeah, go with Very that. Little. Yeah. All right, Mike, you want to take the last one on this list? All right. Uh, never say never again. That's right. The one Bond film we didn't talk about on yes, our Bond podcast. Because it wasn't actually a Bond film. Is that his cousin Lou Bond? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was. It, well, I think the story goes that there was a producer, a guy got producing credit for Thunderball, and he wanted to continue making more Bond movies. And the Broccoli's are like, nah, we own the rights, you can't have anything. Me, uh, Albert Broccoli, Cubby Broccoli, the guy who put out all those Bond movies. Well, that's not Broccoli? Yes, yeah, it was. He's the producer of the. And now his wife is. His, his daughter. Widow. No, it's his daughter. Daughter, daughter, daughter cousin. Yeah. Sister, daughter, sister, daughter. Oh, um, so, but this guy only he had the rights to make another move, another Bond movie, but he had to stay with the rights that he owned, which were Thunderball. So essentially, we got an '80s version of Thunderball where Klaus Maria Brandauer is your villain. Well, I mean that's always yeah. that's a, that's a license to print. And they uh, got a seventy-year-old Sean Connery banging like a twenty-year-old kid. Basically. Exactly. Isn't this realistic? <laughs> Just watch your mouth. Harold's been slapped hard. Um, and you know who directed this one? Seems like you need discipline. <laughs> who directed? Uh, Spike Lee. Nope. Uh, Tyler Perry. You get it? Spike Lee? Is it not of water? Nah, it should be, but it yeah, If it's not, I got it. All right, go for it. All right, Jeremy Kirshner. Oh, that's right. Yes, who directed Empire Strikes Back. Strikes Back and helped write Return of the Jedi, I believe. No. Yes. No, that was yes. all Lucas. No. no. He's helping to write the new one, though. Kirshner? Kirshner's dead. Who am I thinking of? You're thinking um, Michael Arndt. No, I'm thinking of someone else. Damon Lindelof? No. Rick McCallum? <laughs> no. George, I got a great idea. I'm going to be your rump swab for 15 years. How's that sound? Well, you know, Rick. As long as it allows me to be incredibly annoying and condescending to everybody I talk to, <laughs> even the Oprah. <laughs> one, one of the writers for Empire Strikes Back is helping to write the new one. Oh, um, Lawrence Kasdan. That's it. There we go. There we go. All right, Lawrence fine. Lawrence Kasdan. And he did have something to do with Jedi. Yeah, you're right. He did. He helped write it. Yeah. yeah. All right, sorry. All right. Let's move on to some of the... Um, the, the, the five best picture nominees, weak year for movies. Um, we already said Cameron from Dermot had won. The other nominees are The Big Chill, The Dresser, The Right Stuff, and Tender Mercies. Tender. I have seen one of these movies that was in terms of endearment. The Right Stuff? You no. The right stuff. I've actually never gotten through The Right Stuff. Jim, it's four hours long. You oh, my. Actually, one time I remember I was with a buddy of mine. And his parents said, hey, you know, why don't you guys pick a movie and, you know, we'll go see something else. You know, but we'll just pick it up at the end of the movie. Yeah. Hey, let's go see the right stuff. <laughs> Fifth grade. Yep. Oh, my God. You saw Remember, a big show. It's one of the few movies I've actually been to that actually had an intermission. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. Well, who's in it? Oh, Dennis Quaid's in it. Dennis Quaid, Ed Harris, um, Sam it? Shepard. Does he have teeth in it? Every time I see Sam Shepard, he seems to be missing teeth. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I've always wanted to see it. I've always heard good things about it, and everyone gets all 
you know, teary-eyed with the theme. It's okay. Yeah, the only... long. You're right. Yeah, it's really, really long. And, uh, oh, Fred Willard's in it. Yes. Oh, oh Fred Ward. That's a license yeah. to print money yep. right there. Yeah, poor Fred Ward plays the buffoon who screws up the lunar landing. He falls out the back of it so he doesn't get to meet the president. He just gets a fruit basket. All the rest of them get to meet the president. <laughs> and then you'd think that they give him another chance and he burns up in one of the Mercury. <laughs> I forget what astronaut it is. It was one of the Apollo... Oh, Grissom. Oh, yeah, it was Gus Grissom. Yeah, it was, Grissom. One the, it was one of the Apollo missions that he yeah. burned up on. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've seen The Big Chill, which, by the way, product of its era, not a good movie. That's wow. where Kevin Costner's in it, right? No, uh, yeah, Kevin Costner's head is in it. Tom he plays Berger, a corpse. Tom Berenger, Glenn Close, yeah. Jeff Goldblum, William Hurt, Kevin Klein. Oh, I bet Jeff Goldblum's really versatile in that. Get this, Jim. He plays a Nevishy Jew in it. Come on. <laughs> Do you know who directs that one? Lawrence Kasdan. Yes. <laughs> he comes full circle. Yeah. <laughs> this is one of those movies that, like, my parents' generation, like, glommed onto. It's like, you see? Our music is better than yours. Yeah. Oh, what movie? Oh, oh the leaves are brown. Oh, the leaves are brown. Can't you dig it? No, I think I'll listen to Enough's Enough and Twisted yes. Sister and be perfectly happy. Thank you, sir. I think, you know what, what movie got left out? I think it might have come out this year. I could be wrong. It's, I mean, it's important. I mean, yeah. Chud. Oh, no, that was 84. You're sick. I'm de- yeah, I'm sad. I'm, that's a sad, sad did existence. Did Mars Kasdan direct that one, too? <laughs> no, I don't believe he did. Don't sit on the twank. Your ass is going to get bit. I believe that in uh, Life Force, Patrick Stewart came out that year. Wow. Yeah. That's, that, but that's 84. That's next year. Um. All right. Well, next year is going to be called Life Force. I don't know. There's a lot of good stuff. 84 is a good year for movies. Uh, Going down this list, not so much. Yeah, this is- I mean, all right, uh, based on what we've talked about already, movies that still have held, held some kind of relevancy. Return of the Jedi, Trading Places, um, <clears throat> Scarface, Jim brought up Scarface, yeah. You know what came out this year? Yentl. Yeah. Oh, why didn't... <laughs> Papa, can you hear me? Again. Oh, no. he looks like us in the homely-looking boy. <laughs> do, 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 do. You're just waiting for Topol, the smoker's toothpaste, to come in and start beating people down with a shillelagh. Steal my movie, will you? I'm the only one who gets to be a... a I'm trying to remember. Jew. I'm, I'm trying to remember. Was it... Um, it was Manny Patinkin, and who was the other guy? There was, like, I think two guys in that yeah, movie. Probably Maximilian Shell. He always plays a Jew. Amy Irving was in that one. Okay. Oh, yeah, no. It was Amy Irving, and... Yeah, they, and they both had feelings for... Yentl. Stri- yeah, Yentl. Which... Nobody has treated. There's not enough suspension and disbelief oh, in the oh, world. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Now, even her husband has no feelings. Lou Brolin. Brolin. <laughs> his name. James Jim Brolin. Brolin. I was in hotel. <laughs> the thing is, is that when you watch, when you, whenever you, whenever Barbara Streisand directs herself in a movie, she has to be or see herself as the most beautiful person in that movie. Yeah. Um, the Prince of Tides. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's the thing. All right, I'm already drunk. Got raped as a kid. Um, you're the most attractive woman I've ever seen, Lowenstein. No, what it should be called is the Prince of Beer Goggling. <laughs> <laughs> and then I remember in this thing Joe Queen had written about the funniest scene he'd ever seen in a movie. It was in The Mirror Has Two Faces with Barbara Streisand, yeah. where after she goes through, you know, hell and high water to keep her man, Jeff Bridges, he looks at her and goes, You are the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. 
and I dropped my popcorn, fell to the floor, and laughed like I've never laughed in my life. <laughs> Thank you very much, Jeffrey. <laughs> help me again. Help me, everyone. Can help me? You're my only hope. Uh, all right. Um, so, other notable movies. Here. Oh, actually, you know, all right. We were, we were talking about relevancy. Jedi, Trading Places, Scarface, A Christmas Story, what about Twilight Zone, the movie yeah. where the poor coach for the Bad News Bears gets his head locked <laughs> off in real life by a helicopter? Oh, Jesus. Vic Morrow, yeah. Vic Morrow, boy, he ended, that ended well. Oh, God. Uh, and the sad thing was, you know, it's one thing if you die for a decent movie. This was a terrible movie. Oh, my. Well, it, it was really, it was a remake of a bunch of the best. Right, exactly. Twilight Zone episodes. Right, and do you have the director's list there? Because I know Spielberg John directed Davis, one. Steven Spielberg, Joe Dante, and George Miller. Oh, George Miller. Which one did George Miller direct? I just got the list. I don't All right, know he, he had to have directed the airplane one with um. I I could have sworn that was Joe Dante. I don't know. No, Joe Dante directed the one with the um the creepy kid and the girl with no mouth. Really? I'm almost a hundred percent positive. Shall I consult Doctor IMDb, Mike? Please do. All right, we're going to consult Dr. IMDb. This is good radio. Oh, yeah, this is really good radio. Um, well, that's why I refer to it as Dr. Oh, IMDb. We, we've also got Psycho 2 this year. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, I remember watching that. I think it was on the sleepover at Mike Monticelli's house. And it's like, this is on, let's watch it. A direct sequel that took place that was made about 20 years after the original. That's a good movie right there. Yep. All right, let's see. You know what I'd like to know? Anthony Perkins was a skinny, skinny man. You know what would have been realistic if Janet Lee just grabbed the knife out of his hand and kicked him in the junk? <laughs> that made more sense. <laughs> All right, yeah, no, I was right. Joe Dante did segment three, which was the uh, the Bizarro Funhouse. You were right? Um, John Landis did segment one, which was the Vic Morrow beheading with two Vietnamese kids. Uh, Steven Spielberg did the old people who become young again. Of course, that's... Uh, uh, that's yeah, and George Miller did John Lithgow on an airplane. Oh, yeah, the, uh, the remake of... Yeah, the Shatner thing. Yeah. I don't think... I, I've been on an airplane twice with Matthew, well, a friend of mine, and he just couldn't couldn't ever not be on a plane and scream, there's a man on this wing of this plane. I'm sure I'm, I'm sure that your stewardess has really appreciated it, too. You do that now, and uh, they'll lock you down and have the FBI escort you away. you kidding me? They'll hit you with a blowgun dart and put you out, <laughs> throw you in the... Exactly. Then they'll turn you into their own uh, personal hand puppet. Gunter over in customs is going to have a word with you. Um, all right. So, also, Superman 3. You know what? I, I, no, have, you don't. I will honestly say I've only seen this movie once. All right. When I originally saw it, and the whole end scene where she turns into a robot. Oh, that's the most terrifying that, thing from my childhood. the shit out of me so much, I have yet to watch this movie again. I've never seen it. Robert Vaughn's sister backs up into a piece of machinery and becomes a machine. It's it's pretty terrifying when you're it. nine or actually it was eleven. God, you know it's it. You know you're scraping the bottom of the barrel to get a villain, and you have to call Robert Vaughn, <laughs> who these days does generic lawyer. Commercials. Exactly. Yeah. You need a lawyer like these right here, and he just holds his hands out, and then they just superimpose the name of the lawyers: Lowenstein Brown and Lowenstein. <laughs> Um, you know what? I, there's one thing, positive thing I could say about Superman three. No, it was better than Superman four: The Quest for Peace. You are right. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that bad of a movie? Because <laughs> at least Superman four didn't have Richard Pryor. Oh God! 
I if mean, they were realistic, if it was a realistic Richard Pryor, Superman would be saving him, then Richard Pryor would have to go off into the bathroom and tighten himself up. <laughs> you know what I mean. Superman would be killed in a freebasing accident. <laughs> 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 he blows it out. <laughs> what are you doing? You're killing my meat? My apparatus! Don't throw me out there, but just breathing smoke on there. What about Richard Pryor's incredibly talented daughter, Rain? Was she in that? I don't know. She may have been. Oh, God. All right, moving on. The the Stephen King uh, triumvirate of movies that came out in 83. Yeah. Christine, yeah. Cujo, yeah. and The Dead Zone. Oh, yeah. I can honestly say I've read all three of these books and never seen a frame of any of these movies. Um, well, the book is very different from the movie because the little boy dies in the book. That's true. And he lives in the movie. Yes. I can honestly say I've never seen any of these movies. I've never seen read, read the books either. I'm just not big Stephen King. I, I went, well, when I was in high school, I went through a really big Stephen King kick. You read It in the Stand. No, actually, I read. Actually, well, I've I never read, actually read The Stand. Yeah, The Stand was never out at that time. It only came out like very recently. No, 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 no. Yeah. I read that in high school. Yeah. Really? Oh, I yeah. The, I the what happened was it had come out, and then it was it was it was taken out of print because it was too long. They put it back into print after it was a thousand pages and 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 really sold really well. Stephen well. I mean, King to me has one great book. Salem. It was Lost. a lot. Yeah. Salem's Lost is a great book. It is absolutely terrifying. It is the only book I could I couldn't read at night. Uh, I'm. There are, there are very few Stephen King movies I actually enjoy. One of them, um, See, that's the most Shawshank Redemption. Most I don't consider that. I know he did. I just don't. Yeah, it's hard for me to envision, consider it a Stephen because uh, it's so expanded. The Green Mile, enjoy. The Green Mile. The Green Mile pretty good. Yeah, it, but that's again. I think that's like part of the Richard Bachman collection. And for Stephen King horror, I think the only one I actually really enjoy is uh, the uh, miniseries of um, The Shining. Shining. Yeah. That stuck it stuck a lot closer to the Cooper yeah. movie, there. right? Yeah. And unfortunately, we just had Brian from Airplane and, uh, from Wings. Don't get me wrong, I love Wings. All right, oh, I did too. Yeah, Stephen Weber was actually not too bad in that series. He's like Stephen Weber is Jack <laughs> Torrance. He's no Jack Nicholson. Um, yeah, I mean, I have the books. I mean, I read. I mean, be better if it was Roy. But yeah, you also, <laughs> Roy Biggins. But you also had Rebecca De Mornay. Oh, that's right. I mean. I mean, over the course of, like, 1986 to 1987, I read, like, all the big Stephen King books. I read Carrie, I read Cujo, Christine, The Shining, Pet Cemetery. These movies, though, I've heard just awful, awful things about these movies. Don't you think Christine would have been funnier if it was about a wheelbarrow? <laughs> what, what was that Stephen King one where it's, like, like the weird creatures that, like, eat the past? The Langoliers. Yes, and the movie version starred Bronson Pinchot. Yep, and Tracy Lords. <laughs> wow, the stars came out the shot. Yeah. Yeah. Was it made for TV? More movie? stars than there are in this than the heavens. Into two parts. Look out! It's the Langoliers. Oh, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, let's move on. Yeah, He's okay. about to have a nice warm beer, by the way. Just a little on the chilly side. What do you think of this, by the way? Good. We're drinking Lenny Kugel's Canoe Paddler, which is a um, Kolsch style with rye. Don't know what canoe. Why they call it canoe paddler? I know it's it, well. It's it's, it's part of their Wisconsin thing. What the hell is a Kolsch style? I don't know, but it's actually quite tasty. I've been. This is like my fr- first non-fruit flavored Leinenkugel's beer. So you're a fruit. All right. All right. Anyway, um, the next up on the list, Mike, you'll agree with this one. Uh, Monty Python's The Meaning of Life. Yes. The administrator is here, Doctor. Switch everything on. 
when we take a new baby out of a lady's tummy. Wonderful what we can do nowadays. Ah, I see you have the machine that goes bing. This is my favorite. You see, we lease this back from the company we sold it to, and that way it comes under the monthly current budget and not the capital account. <laughs> thank you, thank you. We try to do our best. Well, do carry on. The hardest I've ever laughed at a movie. Okay. One of them, anyways. What scene? When he falls out of the tower and he falls into an alien spaceship. Oh, that's like for Brian. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. Uh, it's okay. I remember because I was with you when you watched it. I almost passed. It was out. the most ridiculous scene in movie history because it had no place anywhere in the movie. <laughs> Just look at. It. <laughs> and then it crashes. He's the only one that walks away. Exactly. From it. <laughs> Just look. You lucky bastard. <laughs> and meanwhile, that time, the guards are finally down <laughs> from the tower. I mean, the meaning of life has got some funny stuff in here. The Mr. Creosote stuff is always hilarious. <laughs> oh, the mint. Oh, the mint. Wafatin. Um, and, of course, the um, the song. Oh, uh, which song? Heaven. Damn it. Oh, the celestial song, yeah. Yes. And it shows like a vagina. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, 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 I oh, think... And, um, oh. Um, uh, condoms, condoms. Oh, every sperm is sacred. That's it. Yes. <laughs> sorry, sorry. It's all medical experimentation for the lot of you. <laughs> um, I mean, I think rightfully this movie is like the number three Python film. I think the other two are, are, are substantially funnier than this one. Well, unless you want to count um, uh, now for something completely different. Yeah. But even then, that's just that's just refilmed skits. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Fantastic movie. All right, Mike. Have you ever seen Crawl? It's not that bad. You know, I I've never watched the whole thing through, but I have seen parts of it. Oh boy. Who's that one star? Nobody. Nobody but Liam Neeson. Go find it in here. Liam Neeson's name shows up in it. No, there's some guy who like shows up as. You know, he's usually he will play like a lawyer on Law and Order, or Criminal Intent, or something. Or oh. yeah, go find it. Why, why do we keep thinking Harry Hamlin's in this one? No, that's Clash of the Titans. I know. By I the way, I saw him on Mad Men. He's looking old. Yeah, he looks like David Hyde Pierce now. Did you find it without a tenth of the talent. Oh yeah. Why is it? Why why, why isn't Krull showing up on? Oh, Mike, Wikipedia failed you. Yeah, it's supposed to be alphabetical. It's yeah, it's possible that Crawl didn't come out. Oh, you know what? I think it's Peter Strauss is in that movie. Strauss. With the full early early 80s beard that all leading men in these ridiculous sci-fi, act, barbarian action movies That's had That's why they have. had that stupid weapon. It's like a, the glaive. The glaive, yeah. And actually, that was on Crack.com as one of the stupidest weapons ever. So let me get this straight. It's a boomerang with knives on it. So when you throw it and it comes back to you, you'll cut all your fingers off. I'm invincible. I remember though. I mean, I was. I didn't know what a good movie was back in 1983. I remember seeing ads. Just like, I want to see that. Then it finally showed up on HBO. We got five minutes in. And we're like, this is dog shit. Yeah, I think I got that on like um, edited for TV, and oh, I, I just like, wow. You know, I've heard lots of things about Crawl. Let me watch a little bit. Let's see what else is on. Mike, there were so many. There were so many movies that came out in this era 
that were just like this. I think there was one. What was that Donald Pleasant's Persis Kambada movie that ended up on MST? That came that, out that in '83. And Warrior of the Lost World. Thank you. Um, uh, I think Sword and the Sorcerer came out that year. No, that was hey, the year before. Hey. I know. Lee Horsley, the poor man's Tom Selleck is in that movie. Exactly, and it has a sword that shoots other swords. That's right. <laughs> Unfortunately, they have to go and pull it out of the dead rhino and dragon's <laughs> colon before you can... Oh, wow. Um, this year brought us Videodrome. Which I've never actually seen, but I've heard it's actually an okay movie if you can get by the terrible special effects. It's Cronenberg. Huh? It's Cronenberg. It's Cronenberg, yeah. Um, what's it? What was that? <laughs> Legend. When did that come out? 85. Really? Came out the same year as uh, Top Gun. So, no, that would be 86. Wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because those are two completely different Tom Cruises. Exactly. Well, it was filmed like... his range. It was probably filmed in 83, and then it finally showed up. You know, they finally cleared all the rights and Tim Tim Curry's massive ego to... Uh... I play the devil. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's another movie that came out there that's very similar? Fire and Ice, which is a Ralph Bashke movie, so you already know that's the mark of quality for animation. <laughs> Did Pat Benatar sing the song in it? <laughs> I wish he had, because it would probably Did they open up a series of restaurants. <laughs> because there was a restaurant, a couple of restaurants called Fire. And I Ice. know, I know, which I've actually never eaten. It. Oh, they're delicious! I've wow. heard, I've heard. Um, you know, I just realized something. Yeah. Coppola also directed Rumblefish. That's right. Another also starring Matt Dillon and Diane Lane. Also written by Essie Hinton. It was a weird year for Coppola. And a brilliant theme music starring the lead singer of Wall of Voodoo. Hey, guys. Sorry. <laughs> Bono's not available. Stan Ridgway said he'd do it, though, for a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I need to eat because I'm starving. Down, 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 down. All right, let's move on. Here's one, The Hunger. You ever actually seen this movie? Well, starring who, Andy? It. David Bowie. And? And uh, Susan Sarandon. And? Catherine Dinyuth. Yes, thank you. Yeah. We've, all had, we've all had our disagreements on how that's pronounced. Who sings the music, though? Who's the... Oh, Bauhaus. Yeah, Bauhaus does uh, the opening music. I remember seeing the video for it. I'm like, wow, that is one of the scariest vampires. Oh, it's Peter... It's, it's <laughs> Peter Murphy. Peter Murphy. He ain't no vampire. <laughs> um, I actually saw this not too long ago, and it actually holds up pretty well. It's a decent vampire movie. Is it a happy ending? Oh, no. Not at all. Well, it is for Susan Sarandon. Oh, it is, yes. Because she's not really a vampire. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just I think it was a good movie. Directed by Tony Scott. God rest yeah, his soul. It's a, it's a decent movie. I mean, you get to see Susan Sarandon's cans in it, which probably look better now than they did 30 years ago. Probably. She's aging backwards. I don't get it. Yeah. Catherine Deneuve, on the other hand, not so much. Ooh. <laughs> Don't forget the the, you know, the number one movie of the year, Martin Scorsese's The King of Comedy. Oh God! With Jerry Lewis. With and Jerry. Actually, did it, I mean it's a, it's a, it's a pretty decent movie. Jerry Lewis does, plays Jerry Lewis, this, this asshole comedian who's not all that funny. Who's a big hit in France? Who's a giant hit in France, but is still an asshole so in real life. And not actually playing anyone, right? Just, Who doesn't know. think women are funny? And is still alive, you know, confounding most people's belief that he's not. Yeah. So. He's, he's not dead yet? No, amazingly, no, no. If you haven't guessed, by the way, Mike, I hate Jerry Lewis. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of him. Yeah. I'm surprised you hate Jerry Lewis. It's amazing that a guy, a guy thinks that women aren't funny, yet made a movie about being a clown in a concentration camp. Go figure. 
All right. Well, too bad Cicerone's not here because I know he'd talk at length about uh, Bob and Doug McKenzie's Strange Brew. Baby, uh, it's out of gas, eh? <laughs> oh, you fired it. No, it wasn't me. It was the chair, eh? He's lying. Check no. the machine, eh? I'm not lying. He's lying, all right. I don't need no machine to tell me that, eh? I didn't do it, I swear. Oh, geez, don't slice cheese in here, will you? Take off. Max von Sydow's in it. Yep. This essentially is Hamlet. I'm not kidding. No, no. <laughs> it's Hamlet set in a brewery. In Canada. In Canada. Hey. But Rush does not provide a single song on the soundtrack. Wow. Um, I thought that was they, but No, but you know what? They are on the Bob and Doug McKenzie comedy album. They it's are. a song called Take Off to the Great White North. That's right. Speaking of which, I was thinking about Nick the other day. Yeah. We need to get him to contribute again. Uh, he's actually in the middle of moving. Who's this? We used to, we, back before you guys joined the show, we had a segment uh, with Nick from Canada, which is a friend of Mike's. And um, every, when when we'd introduce him, he got, he got take off uh, from Getty Lee. <laughs> yeah. It was great. Nick, we miss you. Please come back. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, all right. Last one on the list. Jim, you know you want to talk about it. I've talked about this before. And it bears some more, more mentioning because it is just an opus. It's brilliant. I refer, of course, to DC Cab. And we've already talked about the brilliant portrayal by Adam Baldwin, the the young up-and-comer whose dream it is to be a cab driver, <laughs> or the guy who plays Wojo in uh, Barney Miller. I thought, he, I thought said, Wojo was dead by that point. No, no, no. His career was dead. Oh. Wojo was not dead. All right. Don't forget Mr. T, who <laughs> plays Mr. T. I want to talk about the Barbarian Brothers. <laughs> oh, I didn't even, also didn't talk about... In his cocaine prime, Gary <laughs> Gary Busey. I want to talk about the Barbarian Brothers. Hey, Albert, when we leave to open our gym, don't let Harold stick you with this piece of shit. Hey, I know, all right? My cab's broken and only going reverse. So I'm bringing it to the shop. Take it easy, huh? Asshole! We should just leave the cab, guys. Take it easy, Albert. We've never been in a car accident. Ever. Never. Yeah, but uh, our brother-in-law, Ralphie, he was in one. Listen to this. Listen to this. He's driving with his boss next to him. Uh-huh. And out from nowhere, this truck smashes into him, doing 70 miles an hour. Ralphie looks over his boss, and what does he see? He sees that his body was cut in half. His upper half of his body was like impaled onto the upholstery, and the other half of his body was like lying on the floor with the blood and the guts hanging out of it. But the half of him on the seat is still fucking alive. It's still kind of. His heart's hanging out of him, draining blood. He looks down at himself, and he looks over to Ralphie, and he says, Oh my God, I'm dead! (laughs) Who had no lines in this movie, but... Who's she, who? Who didn't need those lines? Who could just sit there in their wife beaters with the strings that were really thin to show off their traps? Oh yeah! <laughs> and they could deliver a line with their eyes. It was a it was a brilliance of the mind that to this day holds up wonderfully. Thank you, Barbarian Brothers. <laughs> we salute you. We salute you. Oh God. Real man, <laughs> I wonder if they're dead yet. 
Uh, yes, I would say so. <laughs> when you did ho- when you do horse steroids, <laughs> you die an early death. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking them up right now. So continue talking about brothers. the Barbarian Brothers. I remember too, the they, You know, and I remember saying, seeing DC Cab, see the credits roll, saying to myself, if you put them in another movie. It wouldn't. It wouldn't make sense because they they would outshine them. They, you'd never. You could never come back to that moment of DC Cab. Yeah, that's right. I right. was wrong, because they were also lifeguards in the Flamingo Kid, the Matt Damon joint where he he's at a. Wow. Uh, a yes, they were in that too, and they say the most. They say one line, and it it just it captivates me. It says, "Welcome to the club, Flamingo. Don't piss in the pool," and that says it all for me. You captain me. All right. Oh, I, I just I just pulled up the Barbarian Brothers, which was a movie that they were in. Yeah. Um, yes. Young orphans Kuchek and Gore have been adopted by a tribe of clowns uh, and mentally challenged dolphins. That is actually what the IMDb thing says. Yes. David Paul and Peter Paul, aka the Barbarian Brothers. Oh my God, he's not dead. Wow. But they did movies like Natural. They were actually in the, the a deleted scene in Natural Born Killers, which is the best movie they ever were in. And then Twin Sitters, Double Trouble. And he, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Some movie mogul went, say they're big and they're, and they're twins. They were born in Hartford, Connecticut. Oh, my goodness. We could make a pilgrimage to the hospital that they were born in. Uh, I'm wow. sure we could. Could we do a live broadcast from there? <laughs> Let's, like, put up, like, a plaque saying the Barbarian Brothers were born here. I want, I want a T-shirt. This is if the Barbarian Brothers. It, you know, if I, I'll look, but if you find a Barbarian Brothers t-shirt, I would like it. All right. So I got a picture here um, that's on their IMDb gallery. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming that the guy in the middle with the gut hanging out is one of the Barbarian Brothers. Um. No. <laughs> yes. No. No. I don't know. I've never seen him, but that looks like a Barbarian Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um. Again, I've actually never seen DC Cab. As much as you guys talk it up, I've never actually seen it. Well, we're gonna have to do something about that. We, yeah, we're gonna have to. I've never seen it either. Well, then we're gonna have to do something about. Well, they that. were in another movie called The Barbarians. Yes, I in which they were barbarians. barbarians. Uh, they were in the Flamingo Kid. <laughs> Was that the one that don't piss in the pool? Yeah. All right. Barbarian Brothers, uh, DC Cab, as Peter Barbarian. <laughs> yeah, very nice. All right. Wow. The Sting yeah. 2 came out this year. Oh. With Jackie Gleason and some other guy. And uh, Carl Malden. Okay. <laughs> Just so you know, on Amazon.com, there's actual memorabilia signed by the Barbarian Brothers for your purchase. Dude, that's, that is going on your Christmas list. That's true. And how much will PayPal pay me to, t- to take it off their hands? <laughs> Wow. They will sign DC CAD memorabilia and send it to you. Wow. Wow. So you could send them a, a pair of Zubu pants, <laughs> or you could send them a, a, a handkerchief that you, you wore on your head when you lifted in the 80s, or, or like a pair of real puffy Reebok sneakers that you wore. Exactly <laughs> how desperate for money are they? Oh, probably horribly. Yeah. I'm sure they're in deep with a mob boss somewhere. Yeah. They're the guys, Mike, that get sent into the stores. To go like fraud, you know, create fraudulent accounts and buy five phones with no service on them. <laughs> These are the guys who, when you're opening up a Hardee's, you send them over to cut the ribbon. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you don't want to do that because they'll eat out the Hardee's. The well, they might. They, you know, true. 
But you know what I would like from them? One of those sweatshirts that's a whole sweatshirt, except for the very, very bottom, which is cut just enough to see two of the of the six pack. <laughs> from them, you could probably make a tent out of that. <laughs> All right, oh DC cab, we salute you. All right, Mike, any... We'll have a DC cab, Mike. Yeah. Any other movies you want to bring up, Mike, before we move um, on to our segments? Amityville 3D. No oh, God. There was a lot of 3D movies out that year. It was, yeah. And they're all like the, but they're all the red and blue sci-fi, mo- you know, 3D yeah, movies. Yeah, those crappy ones. Not like today where we get actually really yeah. crappy ones. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see, Man with Two Brains. Lone Wolf McQuaid came out. Any um, movie that Chuck Norris was in immediately renders Chuck Norris facts as bullshit. Yeah. Okay. Because no superhuman like that would ever appear in Lone Wolf McQuaid. <laughs> Uh, let's see. I'm sure we can find something else. Well, we got another Richard Pryor stand-up thing. Yeah. Uh, Jim, you got anything? No, I'm good. You're good? You mentioned The Sting 2. Yep. Star 80. Oh, that was a good movie. Eric Roberts plays a guy who beats up a woman. Shoots to death. Face. Yep. Space Hunter Adventures in the Forbidden Zone. Oh, wasn't this also the year of Metal Storm, the destruction of Jared Sin? <laughs> Preston. Again, shitty sci-fi barbarian <laughs> action films. Um, oh, oh man, that's hilarious. And one of them had Michael Ironside playing a villain. Of course it did. Of course oh. it did. When didn't he play a villain? I don't know. But hey, speaking of Michael Ironside, why don't we get a shill out right now? Jester's dead. On August fifteenth, Rift Tracks is yes. going live. With Starship Troopers starring the immortal Michael Ironside. Oh, yeah. And Casper Van Dien. Oh, yes. Ka- Ka- Ar- Aryan Ideal. Pa- uh, Casper Van Dyne playing uh, swarthy Juan Rico from Buenos Aires. <laughs> I like the redhead who looks like the girl from the Pixar movie. She's supposed to be Hispanic, too. Exactly. And Denise Richards. And Denise Richards, exactly. Who we're supposed to have enough suspension and disbelief to believe she can, can fly ask. a spaceship. No, she can act. No, well, that that too. <laughs> oh, and Neil Patrick Harris plays a Nazi. That's August fifteenth. If you're in our area, our neck of the woods, we're we're taking a pilgrimage to go see it. Please yeah. join us. So anyway, let's move on to some segments brought to you by our our, our sponsors. We've got the future dirty old men of America at uh, www.fdoma.podbean.com. Uh, they haven't actually posted uh, some new stuff lately, so now is the time to check out the archive. Sweet. Um, check out Joe Murphy and Big Nez at uh, unregularradio.com. Now on the mornings, Monday through Friday. Ooh. Ooh very Great nice. Show. They're doing drive time. And then uh, check out a new podcast we discovered last time, Wrestle Folks, mm-hmm. which is available at iTunes and uh, Stitcher. Uh, our good friend Kevin Marshall is uh, actually in the middle of doing his third show now with them. Nice. They had a great show where he was talking about the old um, wrestling role play games. Like the computer, like the 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 e wrestling games. Oh wow! Like e fed, they were called e feds, oh. where you you'd pay a certain amount, and you'd go online, and you'd you'd you essentially write your own show. Oh okay. It's hilarious. <laughs> so anyway, moving on to um some of our our segments, we're going to start with our brand new segment this day in Michael McDonald's history. We changed it. It's the Michael McDonald moment. The Michael McDonald moment. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. These are based, just, you know, we go online and I, I try to find some facts about America's favorite 
white chocolate crooner, <laughs> Michael McDonald. So, um, key to music. Okay, uh, Michael McDonald's favorite comedian is Robin Thicke. <laughs> Actually, you did that one last week. Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, did. Robin Thick. Yeah. Robin Thick. All right, edit it out. All right, that's fine. Keep going. All right. Michael McDonald spends every morning convincing your wife not to leave you. <laughs> and Michael McDonald has never brought a woman to orgasm. He's brought them all. <laughs> and that was the Michael McDonald nice. moment. <laughs> all right. So uh, let's move on to Trailer Park. Uh, we're going to talk our final thoughts on the Man of Steel trailer. So we're going to play the, the last known trailer that came out. My name is General Zod. I have journeyed across an ocean of stars to reach you. Your world has sheltered one of my citizens. He will look like you, but he is not one of you. To those of you who know of his location, the fate of your planet rests in your hands. To Kal-El, I say this. Surrender within 24 hours, or watch this world suffer the consequences. All right, well, finally looks like a Superman movie. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it looks like a Superman movie from the second one. And he's going to be very lukewarm about this, just so you know. I, you know, I like that they're showing more Michael Shannon. The Zod. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Russell Crowe hurt me real bad with Les Mis. Real bad. I gotta show you on the doll where he hurt me. Did you see the Saturday Night Live with the head job? What's his name? Bill Hader does that gay guy. Ste- Stefan. Stefan. Yeah. Does, For all of you who enjoyed seeing Russell Crowe's performance in Lame Is, there will be a gorilla passing a kidney stone <laughs> <laughs> at this club called Boo Boo. <laughs> I sweat myself. Did That's Russell, hilarious. Did Russell Crowe sing and make you mad? Make you mean, mean mad? Oh, man. It was just, it was, it was just unnecessary. Um, I... I I think what they figured out was they got a little too navel-gazy in the first couple of, of trailers and then bombarded us. I mean, the last month there's been like a trailer a week. Bombarded us. By the way, uh, he, he actually can fly and he's kind of bulletproof and uh, there's more Kryptonians. Yeah. I guess it's going to be a no, no Kryptonite in this one. Good. Yeah. Will there be a Krypton? Yes, there will be. Yeah. Okay. It's Kryptonites. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm. I, th- I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be fine. Um, I'm still. I've heard the score, the Hans Zimmer score. You don't like it. You really just. You want. You, you want just Williams. want Williams. You want them to throw Williams a bone, even just a little nod to the theme. Well, come on, he's doing Star Wars. He's not gonna be begging for money. No, no, exactly. He's not gonna be working at Arby's. No, exactly. No, but I'm saying though is that, I mean. Michael McDonald, I mean, Michael McDonald, God, what's wrong? They might have Michael McDonald. Um, the John Williams didn't actually do the music for uh, for Superman Returns, though. It was John Ottman who did it. Yeah, John Ottman, don't you know? Yeah, but they, they pretty much stole exactly. the same music. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And, I mean, it's just it's just the theme. 
So we'll see. Well, you never know. They might just bring it. They might use it as like a maybe. I will stay with my statement. Andy's going to be lukewarm, partially because he doesn't like Superman particularly. Bye. Secondly, he really wants to stick it to Cicerone. He just wants to put <laughs> the screws to him. And thirdly, he really wanted Zac Efron in this movie. Oh, oh yeah, there we go. We got it. We had to put Zac Efron in somewhere. You're there we go. Punch cold. that. All right. Good. Good. So uh, it wasn't going to work with Strange Brew. No. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> moving on to stupid, stupid. All right, well, they, they unva- uh, Microsoft unveiled the Xbox One, and guess what they, they, we've all learned? They hate used game merchants. I, I've actually heard that the PlayStation is going to do the same thing. PlayStation, actually, I re- was reading today, in fact, are now backing off of it because of all the negative press from Xbox. Well, I mean, the thing is, though, if... PS3 doesn't do it. Your PS4? Oh, PS4, whatever it's going to be. I should say Sony and Nintendo both don't do it. Xbox will have no choice. They'll have to suspend it. Yeah. Yeah. Because they'll get buried. Yeah, I mean, it was... I mean, that's what everybody... Everybody focused on that and the always-on internet connection. Which they backed off of. They did back off on that, which is odd, because... Well, I don't know the internet connection... If but you have to they, download the game, then you need an internet. Yep. I know they backed off on the uh, always on for the um, Connect. Okay. Because too many people didn't want. I don't want that thing staring at me all day. <laughs> I don't want them watching porn while it's watching. And you me. get some 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 web mate <laughs> who can tap into your TV. Screen. Exactly. They weigh eight hundred pounds. Yeah, but they're they're doing that with the hand with the wrist protector on. <laughs> um, Jim was making a jerking off motion in case you were wondering. Oh, okay. The beauty of an audio podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, but the other thing with the, with the always-on internet connection, do either of you guys remember DivX? No. Mm-hmm. Well, DivX came out at the same time as DVD came out. And it was an yes. idea where well, you would essentially, you'd, you'd purchase or rent a DVD... It was always connected to the internet, and after X amount of plays, it would erase itself. Um, or you could pay more and own it. Essentially, this, this the whole thing with the digital rights management. What, what, what did like the disc like burn up? Like a, it was like a Mission Impossible disc, <laughs> ruining the player in the in the process. Oh come on! There's a second one today. You dicks! Um, but I mean that that really is what this sounds like. It sounds like Divix. It's like okay. You're going to buy our game at $60. I hope you like Call of Duty. You're going to put it in. It's going to download the system. So essentially, you now have a $60 coaster. You said duty. <laughs> and then you can never loan that game to anybody. And if you try... We'll have you we'll, shot. We're going to charge them too. Yeah, I've heard that like, selling like selling it back to a, to a, like a, a GameStop. Like a GameStop, they're yeah. They're going to do something with that, but... The big thing that a lot of people the code. Well, big thing a lot of people don't like is that you can't let like a friend borrow without giving them access to your Xbox Live. Exactly, exactly, and that that's the issue. Like my friend Steve, he doesn't live with his son, but he wants to loan him games. Yeah. He can never loan him a game. Yeah, and that's kind of that. That's kind of the big thing with that. They're gonna have to back off. Yeah. No oh, and by the way, they finally have a Blu-ray player in the system because oh, yeah. it's 2007. Yeah, they had to. <laughs> Have they said what the uh, retail is going to be? Um, I heard like six hundred bucks. Like no, that. no, is that three or four ninety nine? Yeah, they're probably going to go for three or um, they're probably around three hundred. Right. If anybody's smart, you don't buy it the first year. No, you let them. You let them work the bugs out. Oh, you kidding and, me? And, and because yeah. that red, that 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 red, um, the red circle of death is going to be majestic on that system. Oh, if, if, if it Microsoft is going to. Microsoft pulls that again. 
And there's only there's only gonna be like twelve games to start off with. So. Yeah. Yeah. It'll yeah. be well. I suspect you'll see there'll be a Halo released with it. Yeah, probably Halo 5. Well, I mean, the bigger issue also is that, I mean, none of these systems, none of these next-gen systems are getting any real traction. Even the Wii U is kind of a silly system. I own it. You own it? Any good? Not too bad. I mean, the, the, the little the, I mean, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, a lot of, but a lot of people are laughing at the tablet, though. I think it's but, a good idea. I think, you know, it's it's not made for you. It's made for kids. No, exactly. exactly. No, I mean, it does have 1080p. I will say Lego City is actually a really, really fun game. Legos are fun games. Yeah. I mean, come on. Um, it's geared towards my kids. Right, yeah. right. And, I mean, the PlayStation 3, as much as they want to, you know, it's for video games. No, it's, it, you play your movies on this. Yeah. You might play a video game every I, once I in a while. My, I use my Xbox as my video game, so my, my PlayStation for exclusive titles only, and then... Netflix. Yeah, because that's the other thing, too. With Xbox Live, you have to pay for the account, and if you have Netflix on there, if you pay for Netflix subscription, you got to pay again to watch it on your on your Xbox. Well, no, you as, as long as you've got uh, the live streaming. <laughs> right. you got live streaming, but you have to pay for your Xbox account. Yeah. Okay. Cause, you uh, don't have an Xbox. No, I know. My cousin, my, my cousin-in-law, Mark, was saying that. He's like... Yeah, Lamarck was wrong. No, okay. Mark lies, yeah. Mark I, lies, I, I, okay. I, uh... I have Netflix. I just download it onto my Xbox and watch it. All right. All right. So anyway, moving on. Uh, we actually haven't done one of these in a while. We've got a Geek Salad movie review. Yeah. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a Geek Salad movie review. Let's talk quickly about Star Trek Into Darkness, shall we? Which, I don't know, but this might be the first time listeners actually hear an erection on the air. I actually hear it because it's like, it's such a good movie. I, I And I'm not a Trekkie. I'm not at all. And this, that movie was so good. Uh, and I was, see, after, after I've seen it, I posted something on Facebook. I want to know if you guys think I'm right. All right. From... If you think you know the movie from seeing the trailers, you don't are completely wrong. Exactly. I knew nothing. I honestly knew nothing. Yeah. Um, well, see, that's not true. What the trailers show you EW, is... Well, EW, EW ruined it. EW ruined right. it. Right. But the trailer, if you're going strictly on the trailer, no, yeah, I, well, pre-release... See, but there were, see, the only thing that convinced me what the big surprise is, I'm not... I, you know what? You may as well. No, finished, I'm not, I'm not, you know I'm what? It finished number five this week. Don't, don't spoil anything. Right. I don't want to. I don't All want to. Right. But you see him picking things up and performing superhuman right. feats. And that, to me, was like, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. There's only one person who didn't believe it. Yep. And he's not here tonight. Wrong. Oh, me? Not you. No. Me? No. My, Mike. Yeah, wrong. yeah, the one who's not here. Wrong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, because I remember we were driving to go do the Rift Tracks Avengers thing, and he was adamant. He did not want that to be somebody. Mm. Well, I mean, in his defense, I mean, I know you're going to use Superman. He doesn't want Zod, or he doesn't want Luthor. He wants right. Brainiac. Right. Probably not going to see Brainiac anytime soon. No. Yeah. Superman has a weak rogues gallery. That's the problem. That, yeah, exactly. Calendar Man. Yeah. You I control the calendar. Yeah, that was Batman. I know. Mr. Mixelplick or <laughs> Mr. Spitlick. Uh, you stop that right now. Who's one of his? Oh, um, what's the, the oh, oh, Parasite's one of his. Right? Parasite, yeah, Parasite, um, Solomon, no, not Solomon Grundy. Solomon Grundy's, no, 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 Solomon Grundy's Flash. Yeah, oh, God, Bizarro. No. Bizarro! 
Sorry. Yeah, I can't think of that either without thinking of Seal Lab. <laughs> um, it's just it's just a fantastic movie, and you, you're right, Mike. The trailers tell you nothing based on what the movie ends up being, where the twists are, and it's. Abrams what I, knows how to do it. Well, what I like about Abrams is that he throws enough of a bone to the original series, even in Giacchino. Michael Giacchino did the music. Oh, yeah, you get Michael the, You get the Star Trek theme. You get the original Star Trek theme. Yeah. I guess um, in one of the scenes where uh, Zachary Quinto and Benedict Cumberpatch are fighting, they start playing the Amok Time theme. <laughs> That's cool. They do. Yes. It's quite good. I it missed is, I missed it, too. I, I, I read about it on IMDb. Oh. Um, it is a fantastic movie, and for the love of God, yeah. two weeks of, fa- of, of Fast and Furious 6... Get out there. Please see this goddamn movie. Oh, my God. The injustices. But to be fair, nobody's going to see... um, What was that movie that completely failed at the box office? After Earth? Yeah. We started theorizing... My friend Steve and I started theorizing about uh, the the savage beating that Jaden Smith got on Monday morning. After it failed to open properly. I didn't even realize that M. Night Shyamalan directed that one. No, they kept his name. They were wise. They kept his name completely M. away from it. Yeah. And I saw it, and I'm like, oh, no wonder this bomb. What does he show up? It's like a gibbon? Like some... Oh, yeah, he's got to give himself a... Yeah. No, I guess it was a, it was a, it was a director-for-hire gig. It was the first time he's ever done that where he didn't write the script. It occurs to me that if humans leave a planet, then the... What planet? Earth... Okay. Then the the wildlife would not become more aggressive. Exactly, it wouldn't because, have to be because they're, they're, the top predator is now gone. They can all become you know complacent, docile, fun animals. Yeah, yeah. unless it's Jaden Smith, which of course you know he just needs to be eaten by a plant. Or... Well, you know, then a bunny could scare him off. <laughs> so let, let's hope he, that's he, the let's hope that's the end of the Jaden Smith experiment. In the karate kid. No, sir. No, what's he in next? He's going to be in Justice League. He's going to be Superman. Okay, great. <laughs> and in Marlboro right now, Mike Cicerone's head explodes. <laughs> He's going to be in After After Earth. He's going to be Black Lightning. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, please. It's going to be PC. They're just going to call him Lightning. Lightning. <laughs> African American well, Lightning. That's not the one. I mean, they didn't call him Chocolate Lightning. Exactly. <laughs> chocolate Thunder. Hey, there you go. Call him Chocolate Thunder. <laughs> yeah. That's terrible, Mike. What's no. All right, so before the uh, before the NAACP comes in and revokes the show, his name is Andy DeSisto. If anyone asks. <laughs> All right, uh, let's talk some shows real quick. Uh, we'll start. Well, Arrested Development came back on Netflix. Yes, it did. And there was some very very enjoyable stuff on there. Yes, there is. Uh, however, uh, I think we can blame the schedule. I think you and I talked about this. Yeah. They couldn't schedule everybody to shoot at the same time. So what they did was they dedicated episodes to specific characters and then intersected storylines. You only got, like, Michael Sarah for five of them. Michael Sarah's barely in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. That can only be a good thing. But the I thing is, is that... Well, no, but this is one of the roles that he excelled at. Though. Yes. I mean, the the problem is right now, I'm about ten episodes in. They've had... What do they do? Do they, how do they do this? It's on Netflix, and they just... What they did was they loaded all 15 episodes oh, at once, and oh, you can... Right. Bi- it was all like House of Cards. You can binge watch, or you can do what I do, which is while I'm opening the store, just put it on my phone and watch them then. 
By the um, way, House Cards coming out on DVD and Blu-ray in a couple weeks. Okay, so you'll be able to, anyone who hasn't watched it yet can finally watch. Great show, by the way. Very much. Very, very good. But, um, I mean, Arrested, I mean, there's a lot of funny stuff in here. There's yeah. a lot of nice little callbacks. Um, they key, I mean, the problem is, like, with characters like Barry Zuckercorn, uh, who's, uh, what's his name? Henry Winkler. Henry Winkler's character. They keep showing the same scene over and over and over and over again. Um, so it seems more like a potpourri hodgepodge. It's it really, it, yeah, because they it's keep the Rashomon thing, right? They you know, keep the same story from different portions, but they all intersect, and it just seems like the same episode. Yeah. Um, the Tobias Fuel Case stuff is really funny. Uh, I do like that they also have Tommy Toon playing uh, Liza Minnelli's brother, and he actually walks around with tap shoes all the time, even though he's threatening <laughs> Michael for the seventy thousand dollars that he owes Lucille too. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's a fun show right now. By oh, by the way, ten episodes in, they've only got one episode featuring Lucy, Lucille. Yeah, I think that who's Lucy? Uh, Lucille is is um the mother. She is my favorite character. Jennifer Walters. Oh, okay. She oh my gosh, she's hilarious. I I think there was I think there only is only one episode for her. Oh really? Yeah. I know I know Michael got two episodes. Um, George got. Two episodes. George got several. Yeah, Job's only had one episode so far. I haven't seen anything with Buster. Um, yeah, only, Buster. only a few of them got like two episodes. Yeah. So, I still have five episodes left. Yeah. I'm two-thirds of the way there. Um, I'm enjoying it. Don't get me wrong. I am enjoying it, but a lot of people were right. It just... It's, they, they just needed to figure out a better way to make it work. Yeah. I, 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 love, I love it, but the biggest laughs in the series came from all of them interacting together, and here it's more of one interacting with a couple of them. And yeah. Then, so you get a few laughs, but there's not... I haven't really had any of the huge gut belly laughs. I and the cameos those. are insane. Yeah. Oh my god, they're insane. So, alright, Mike, go on. What's your... What's your? Alright, I got a uh, game on the PC. It's, uh, it's an MMORPG. Okay. Marvel Heroes. And is it any good? It is. Alright. Basically, you take Diablo... And you swap them out, and you put uh, Marvel heroes. In there. All right. So instead of uh, instead of like demons, you have Hydra soldiers and Marvel supervillains. Okay. How much is it? Um, <clears throat> I don't know, but yeah, uh, you just like it's you know it's a free to play. <laughs> you pay, you pay, you buy it, and then you just buy uh, play it. Um, I got one of the expansion packs, so and I pre-ordered it so I can play like three three or four days early. Okay. And I pay like fifty bucks for it. Um, um, yeah, I mean, is it? I mean, here's because here's the thing. I, I'll always go back to City of Heroes with this. City of Heroes got boring really fast. I mean, I mean this one has like a set storyline. It's not something you just want to. You kind of open. Do you yeah, make your own character, or do you? Or you, you pick a character. You, you, yeah, you, so you're Power Man or something. Like, you start off and you have a like a set of like. Five or six ones you can choose. You choose one. Oh, then you unlock them as you go, right? Yeah, you unlock them or you can buy them. So you can be Wolverine or Captain America, Hulk, Spider-Man. I think that the beginning five are like uh, Scarlet Witch, Hawkeye, Storm, wow, they uh, Daredevil. Yep. Jack, uh, Jack of Hearts. Uh, uh, you know, some, some of the lower ones, but like since I pre-ordered it, I got Captain America, Miss Marvel, um... They have really Hulk. stupid ones like Rocket Raccoon. and You can actually be Rocket Raccoon, yes. Of course. That's one of the player ones. Hey, he's got his own movie coming out next year. Don't besmirch Rocket Raccoon. Sorry. 
yeah, and um, and you can be pretty much all of the X Men, except for Professor X. Nah. <laughs> all right, what do you got, Jim? Well, I don't have a shill as much as uh, bad news. Yeah. Um. Well, only Mike and I are going to really care. Um. As you know, I like the game Skyrim. Yeah. You've heard that a few times. They are not. They were making downloadable content for it, and they have scrapped it. They're not making any more downloadable content for it because they're going to be concentrating on the new title for Xbox One. So, I'm actually quite disappointed. Seriously, has Xbox One just gone out and killed the puppy yet? Well, no, because they really... <laughs> But, I mean, they came out with two really good expansions. Yeah. Three. Well, they have Hearthfire. I don't really count that. Yeah, you get to build a house. They build a house, but it doesn't have a storyline, yeah. really. I mean, it's... There's, two, there's three. There's, there's Dawn Guard, there's Hearthfire that just came out with Solastein. Uh, Dragonborn. Oh, Dra- Dragonborn, but it takes place in Solastein. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they're all really, really well done. Yeah. And, I mean, it's just, it's a shame. It's a shame they're not making any more for it, I hmm. Well, I mean, I think before we get the new one, we'll also get uh, the uh, Elder Scrolls MMORPG. Oh, they, yeah, they are talking about that. Aren't they? But I wonder if that's going to kill the rest of the titles. No, because it's being made by a different company. Oh, okay. Uh, Bethesda has, like, minimum uh, influence anyway. Hmm. But, yeah, it's going to play place throughout the entire continent of Tamriel. Oh, so you can be in yeah, you Skyrim. Can, you can and, wander and from Skyrim Cyrodiil to... And yeah. To, Morrowind. Yep. And cool. uh, even uh, places that haven't, like, uh, you would Black, like, uh, Black Mist. You know who would or, like this game? Autumn would like this game. Because it's so open. And... She likes Zelda. Yeah. So she likes RPGs. This is open, and it combines like Norse and Beowulf and British, huh. and yeah. you know, I mean, well, I should say Anglo-Saxon type mythology, and it all and Lord of the Rings all into dwarven one. Dwarven and Elven ruins stuff. Yeah, like you'll probably get Xbox super cheap now. <laughs> yes, you probably could. It, no, it's it's one of the. It's like it's you can constantly play it. It's got well, how many hours? It's got like four hundred hours. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, is Skyrim an exclusive to Xbox or is no. it? Oh, you get it for PS3. Yes. You need to steal my dad's PS3 then. I still don't know why I haven't and, done it yet. And I've actually, I actually bought it on uh, Steam too, because yeah. I like playing with the mouse and keyboard. Oh yes. Yeah. So you can get on your, on your new uh, new fixing my computer. new my newly fixed computer. Yes. Like, you would like it. it. It's it the I mean the acting is good. Yeah. yeah. The, well, who's in it? Um, Linda Carter does a voice. Oh God. Uh, Max von Sydow does a voice. I know in uh, in Oblivion. Um, the the king is the emperor is Sean voiced Bean. by no no, no Patrick Stewart Patrick Stewart does the emperor Sean Bean does Martin Septim yeah. he does some dude that gets killed immediately and then... no well no <laughs> but they're really good yeah they, they, really... they do they do really good job just the game everything's good yeah. about it the graphics are good the gameplay is good I mean the replayability is it's, is, right. is it's two years old yeah no well, that's that's great. So, um, oh, by the way, there's a show for the show, by the way. Um, I gotta hoop, I gotta, uh, toot my, in my horn about Doctor Who. Mm. This week it was announced Matt Smith is leaving Doctor Who. No, no! Yes. Um, we did a show last year about fantasy casting. Then we took it to Facebook this week. Oh my. Oh my. <laughs> oh my. That will be a fun, that's gonna be a fun little thing to see where they actually end up picking. Yeah, and they they have they have announced that they're gonna they open it up to any women, gender and women race. to blacks. <laughs> women yeah. to, it could be a woman or black or an Indian guy. Yep. 
which is... Do what you gotta do. Hey, it'll be interesting. Um... So anyway, next we yeah uh, next oh, actually, actually yeah speaking of uh, Doctor Who there, um, Karen Gillan. Oh, okay. Amy Pond. She's going to be the, the lead uh, female villain in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, we don't know who she's playing yet. Nope. Benicio del Toro just got cast as an unknown role. They're thinking Thanos. If he's not, if he's not Doctor Strange, he's Thanos. What? Benicio del Toro. He'll be Doctor Strange. Why would you make him Thanos? Unless well, he'll maybe he does. The, the no, you can't have him. Why would he be in the Guardians of the Galaxy? Doctor Strange is not in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, unless he makes an appearance at the very end oh, yeah, at the credits. No, it's look, you can't make a movie for every single right. character, and there's people gonna want Luke Cage. Yeah, people gonna well, want. Well, that's what Shield is for. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, uh, what's uh, Kevin Feige? Yeah, uh, the uh, like the head honcho at uh, Marvel. Marvel. He's already said that his big, his big ones for uh, Phase Three will be uh, Doctor Strange, Ant Man, Ant Man, and Ant Man. I forget what the last one was. One of the most boring superheroes. Yeah, you know what? If they just go with Henry Pym, it'll be fine. H- have you have you seen the the footage? The, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it looks, it looks Who's fine. Who's playing Henry Pym? They don't know yet. Know they haven't cast him. They, they just did some like um like test footage. Show the effects. Yeah, but Edgar Rice been, really cool. Edgar Rice been working on that movie for six years. Yeah, yeah. He's a terrible superhero. Yeah. Um. But you asked me about Lee Pace. Who Lee Pace is playing? He's playing the Corrupter. No, they haven't confirmed that. Well, according, according to IMDb. And who writes IMDb? That's true. Batman. All right. So anyway, next episode uh, we're going to be talking about in celebration of the Man of Steel. We're going we're going to be talking all about um, Superman. We did a Batman show about five years ago, so this is, you know, our return to form. We're going to be talking the comic books. That was like the, like the sixth or seventh, sixth episode. Or seventh episode. Yeah, but then we went to go see Watchmen. Yeah. Um, so we're going to be talking about the, the, the comic books, the TV shows, uh, the cartoons, the movies, the horrible, horrible Nintendo 64 video game. Good God. Um, we're going to be talking all that and a lot more. So you can get to us at geeksalad at yahoo.com. You can check out our archives either at iTunes, uh, keyword Geek Salad, um, Stitcher app, uh, right on your smartphone. You can also check us out at www.geeksalad.podbean.com. Or please follow us either on Facebook at Geek Salad or at Twitter at Geek Salad Radio. So uh, until next time, I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Jim. Go forth and be nerdful. We'll talk to you later. Bruce Legg. I told you fools to stay in school. Now keep it down. Shh.